0: The world's most advanced color correction tool for Mac just got more powerful. DaVinci Resolve from Blackmagic Design. With XML import, export, multi-layered timelines, curve grading, noise reduction, stabilization, 3D alignment, OpenCL, and more. DaVinci Resolve is available for $995. Current users can download the updates for free. And try DaVinci Resolve Lite, a reduced featured version that's still packed with power. Visit www.blackmagicdesign.com. What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room, AOTG.com's official podcast. And this week, we're going to be interviewing Emmy Award-nominated editor Aaron Butler. And we're going to be discussing his work on the new film, I Am Michael. Now, in this first episode, we're going to focus on his history, how he got into film editing. He was originally going to be a lawyer and then realized that his true love was in the post room and directing. And then we're going to get into his work on the film, I Am Michael. There's one part that we're holding back in this episode and we're going to release it in the next episode. And that's his whole chart system that... uh, I encourage everyone to start calling the Butler board that helps him guide the story through the post-process and make sure that complex and important elements are made present in the cut. But that'll be in the next episode. In the meantime, enjoy part one of my interview with Aaron Butler. How did you get into the film industry and uh, end up with the film I Am Michael?
1: I went to school at uh, UC Berkeley and I always thought I was going to be a lawyer. Um, so I was studying, you know, laws and undergrad and, uh, but in all my spare time I was making short films. That was always, that was like my big hobby. It was like my real passion and my real love. I just, I loved, uh, making films and, and I just, you know, I I just shared them with my friends. Basically, I just, I I used them to entertain people and, you know, I never in a million years thought, you know, I could make a career out of it. It never even occurred to me. Um, until my senior year at Berkeley, uh, one of my roommates was like, you know, I was showing him my latest, uh, short and he was like, Aaron, like, why don't you get into the film industry? Like you obviously, it's what you love more than anything. Like, why are you going to become a lawyer? And I was like, I don't know. Like, that's a very good question. Like, you know, I just had never thought of it. And so I ended up getting, uh, an internship at the, uh, uh, studios in Berkeley. And I don't know if you're familiar with Saul Vance, but he produced Amadeus, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, English Patient, uh, amazing guy. And he had a whole his his whole studio, one of the few studios up up in the Bay Area, and uh, and I got a job there uh, in the documentary wing. I well, I got my in, got the internship, and I showed uh, the director um, some of my short films, and he just totally loved them. He was like, "Oh, I'd like to do a film with you." I've been looking for somebody who has a great creative eye. I really like your, you know, the way you put things together. And so we ended up shooting. Um, I ended up shooting and editing um, a short documentary uh, with him. that uh, ended up winning first place at the New York festivals and first place at the U.S. International Festival. And and eventually got it was aired on PBS. And and that sort of, you know, from that point on, within six months, I was the I was the lead editor um, of the company. Uh, he loved my work so much, and they, the other editor had, uh, had moved on, and so he asked me to do it. And so, so all of a sudden, I had a, a career. I never ended up going to law school, and I never even made it to film school. I had never even taken a film class. You know, I just went in on the weekends, and I taught myself uh, how to shoot uh, a beta cam, and I taught myself uh, how to use Avid. It was the first time I'd ever seen uh, an Avid before
0: so what were you what were you using before to make your films
1: um a variety of things um sometimes i um you know in the beginning, I was just editing in camera so you know i would i would slot out everything plan it out you know i, I loved shooting music videos and so but of course, there was no editing equipment back then and so um you know what I would do was you know, I would I would plot out the music video and everybody would, you know, we would shoot one whole take and everybody would be lip syncing, you know, to the music or whatever. And then I would go in on the tape on the video camera and I would edit in all of the cutaways and just and I would just record over basically that one tape. So everything had to be done super precise, you know, super perfect. And then I would, you know, go to my TV and I would plug in a CD player and I would plug in you know, the, the video tapes and then you would ha I would have to sync them up manually on onto a VHS tape. Oh man. <laughs> and it took, you know, it was it would take like a hundred tries, you know, to get to get it lined up. But when people saw these, you know, because there wasn't any consumer level editing at that point, people would see these. They looked like edited videos. So people were kind of blown away by them. <laughs> And then, you know, later on, I got into, like, uh, when I was in college, I was doing tape-to-tape, tape-to-tape editing. Uh, And then, um, and that was the last, you know, I I just went and rented a deck at some place, I remember, and did the tape-to-tape stuff. So I'd done a few videos that way. And that was it. That's all I had, you know. All my uh, things I had just done, basically all the editing was done in camera, just by planning everything out. And um, so, you know, seeing my first Avid was, like, revelations.
0: <laughs> now, in one of your other interviews that I was listening to, you'd mentioned that your uh, dad was a big video nut. How do you think this has in, influenced you in your storytelling and in your editing?
1: Well, and that's, yeah, actually, you know, if you if you want to, yeah, step back, step my interest in, you know, film and video even back one step further. Um, yeah, my dad, you know, I, it was his video camera that I was using to make all these videos, you know, in high school and in college. And so um, he just loved to film everything. And, you know, he had one of those very first video cameras that are basically like, it's a huge video camera and then you have to carry around the entire VCR with you.
0: <laughs> yep. I don't know
1: if you I don't even remember those. So like, you know, he had one of those and and the, the quality was so bad, it had all these crazy tracers, you know, like... Um and so and so of course my dad had all the equipment and so and that's how I like started and, and then I started doing, you know, video projects in high school. Uh, you know, any time they would let me do a video project, it was like, um, you know, definitely oh look, can I can I do a video? And you know, and it was like, sure, you know, and I was like, Okay, great, you know. And um I was always into a lot of performance stuff, you know, I took Drama in high school. I was the uh, first chair uh, in band, first clarinet. I was also the the lead uh, bass in choir, and I did concert choir, show choir, jazz band, concert band, <laughs> uh, marching band. So I was, you know, there was definitely a side, you know, a performance side of me lo- that loved, you know, loved performance. And I ended up doing acting um, all the way through college too. I did a lot of uh, theater and plays and. Um, and I've, and I've also directed theater too. So, which is one of the things why I loved, you know, in the beginning of my career, I was, it was all a documentary. Um, cause that was just sort of what I fell into and I really loved it. Um, but I've always loved working with actors and I have a very strong kind of performance, uh, background. So, you know, I never knew if I was going to get into, um, scripted or not, but it happens. <laughs> so, and now it's, seems like that, that door is now open. I guess we can get to that later,
0: but <laughs> well, you, you, you started in like reality and documentary and all these, uh, different sort of, I guess, real life storytelling, uh, areas. And so I was wondering, um, cause when I was watching the film, I am Michael, um, it's based on a true story. And, and I was wondering how you, did you pull anything from your experience as a reality editor and a documentary editor,
1: uh, into the cutting of, of this film? Absolutely. I mean, one of the things, um, you know, especially, um, you know, it's the thing that I love the most about, you know, documentary is that you're, you ha- and, you know, and in some cases reality, but, um, but especially if you're on like a documentary feature, like, you know, you're usually given like 250 hours, 300 hours of footage, and there isn't a clear story, there isn't a clear arc. And so you, you have to create, you know, you, you are a writer in that sense, you you know, you have limitations with material, but you have to, you have to find and build the story piece by piece, sometimes line by line, sometimes word by word, you know? And so, you know, and I really, and that was always kind of my favorite part, you know, about documentary uh, is, is that, um, you know, is that, you know, writing aspect um, you know, I mean I've done a couple of reality things, but it's different because usually there's, you know, the producers are a lot more involved in the story. You know, you're, you know, you know, it depends on the show, but um but in documentary, you know, it's usually the editor is responsible for putting together the whole story arc and everything. And so with I and Michael, it was kind of perfect for me because it was a true story. Um and, you know, tr- true stories in fiction are difficult you know because you need because they don't necessarily have that super heightened sense of tension and drama you know that that if you are just writing a story from scratch you can do whatever you want you know and but and so that's why like a biopic is much more difficult it's because you have to make real life (laughs) you know interesting and dramatic and so and so really you know uh, it helped so much. Um, and uh, in the in the editing process, um, uh, I, I was really lucky to have uh, the, the director, uh, Justin Kelly. Um, his background was also as an editor. And so he wrote and directed, you know Mike I am Michael, and he um but he was so open to the process while we were editing um, of really be of really experimenting. And, you know, we kind of, you know, even though he was the writer director, he just, you know, he wanted to experiment with structure and, um, and the, and the script is, uh, the movie ended up being, uh, you know, very different, uh, than the script. Um, but we were both so happy with it and it was great to have a director who was really open to, you know, really taking apart the movie, um, and just, and, and making it as powerful as it can be, you know, um, yeah and so he it was it was so great working with him and being able to you know um and and I'm sure it's because of you know because of his editing back editing background, you know he understood the process of you know, yeah, let's break this apart and let's really and then rebuild it because you know once you shoot something, it's different <laughs> than what's written it, it it turns into something completely different, and you have to be open to that. Um, to what you have now, you know the, the footage compared to what was written, and how do you maximize what you have now? Um, and so yeah, so my you know my documentary background was absolutely helpful, super super helpful um, because it gave me that you know here are all these moments in Michael's life, you know you have this collection of moments from Michael's life. Which moments do you choose to tell? and in what order and how and 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 how is that going to make the most powerful story possible and so really i feel like if you are editing a biopic you it would actually be helpful to have a documentary editor you know because because in a sense it is storytelling wise it is closer to you know a documentary than most than most scripted movies can you
0: describe the story behind uh, i am michael and how you got involved with it
1: so i am michael is about um, a real person. His name is Michael Glatz. And he was, uh, in the 90s, um, a huge um, uh, gay rights activist. And he started this, uh, helped start. He was one of the, I think he was the managing editor. Um, He was a big part of uh, this magazine called XY Magazine, which is one of the first really big, um, really successful, uh, like kind of gay youth magazines. And, um, and a big uh, gay activist. Um, he was also in a three-way relationship, uh, you know, with two, with two men. So he was really, you know, in the 90s, almost as liberal <laughs> as a person as you can imagine. Um, by the end of the, the movie, he is an anti-gay pastor married to a woman. So the movie, it, it, it was, it's really like almost like the coming out story in reverse. And so the movie explores how somebody could make a complete transformation, you know, from one almost from you know one one is almost as far left as you can imagine to almost as far right, and and what you know what would have to happen to somebody in order to go through a kind of a transformation like that. And
0: and how did you get involved with this film,
1: Mark? Uh, worked on a movie uh, called 21 uh, with Kevin Spacey and uh, he, he was the assistant editor uh, on that movie. The editor uh, was Elliot Graham and um, so they've been they've known each other and been friends for a very long time and um, Elliot has been kind of watching my kind of career kind of you know uh, blossom over the years and um you know, in this, this past year, uh, you know, I got the Emmy nomination and I got an Eddie nomination, and like pretty much everything I worked on in the, in the past two years got some kind of a, a nomination or award, every, every series, every, you know, project. Um, and so he, uh, Justin, um, Justin Kelly was the director of Michael, he was the um, assistant editor on Milk, which Elliot edited. And so, uh, when Justin, you know, Justin made the leap to writer director, um, and he asked Elliot, um, I need an editor for my movie, uh, who do you think I should get? And, and so this was after I kind of had my amazing year. Um, and I had told Elliot that I was interested in getting into scripted. And so Elliot thought this would be the perfect opportunity uh, Justin was like, "Oh, you know, you know, who, who should I, who should I hire?" And Elliot was like, "Hire Aaron, trust me, hire Aaron." And Justin was like, "Okay, great, you know, I'll interview him. Uh, who else should I look at?" And Elliot was just like, "Aaron, trust me, Aaron, <laughs> trust me." And so Justin, like Justin and I, you know, I, I interviewed with him. We totally hit it off. And Elliot was right. Justin and I had the most creative incredible like director editor relationship. We were just so on the same page and it was it was perfect. So Elliot was like the matchmaker. He he felt and and it may have been more you know, it may have been more on a personality level, you know, like you know, he he knew both of us and he thought that creatively we would be like the perfect creative pair. And he was right. Um, it was, yeah, it was one of the best creative relationships I've ever had. So the short answer is people, (laughs) you know, I got the job, you know, through all of these connections and, um, but also have, from having a kind of amazing year full of, you know, award nominations and things that kind of, it was like that kind of elevated me to a new level where, where a producer on a feature would, would give me a chance you know so it was like I feel like it was a combination of those two things
0: so that was my interview with Aaron we're going to be at NAB this year so make sure to check out our booth it's SL15816 and of course we're going to be roaming the floor doing reports and posting things constantly throughout the week so make sure to check out AOTG.com for all the up-to-date information and news coming out of NAB I'd like to thank Aaron for allowing me to interview him of course I'd like to thank Erica New who's my office mate right now and is keeping me sane in the office. I'd also like to thank John Passifer for cutting this episode. I'm Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening.